I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. She was just like any other girl with dreams and aspirations. But her father shattered all of those hopes by abusing her emotionally and sexually. And as though that wasn't enough, when she told her mother what was happening, she just didn't have the courage or the strength to stop him. Her life is a story full of turmoil and darkness and a huge testimony of God's grace and power. Today, she shares openly and practically about her experiences and has helped millions of people find hope and restoration through Jesus Christ. Her television ministry has grown to be one of the largest in recent history. Her program, Enjoying Everyday Life, is viewed by more than 4 billion people and broadcast around 40 languages and on over 900 stations worldwide. Pretty impressive for a woman who got her start in ministry teaching a Bible study in her St. Louis home. Of course, I'm talking about Mama Joyce, also known as Joyce Meyer. All of her success is the result of one yes in 1976. God spoke to her and said that she would one day have a large teaching tape ministry. The big question on her mind was, what would be the path to get from point A to point B? Joyce didn't know the answer, so she did what she could with what she had and relied on God to grant the increase. And the increase did come in time. You see, she taught Bible studies in her and her friends' homes for five years. Then there was a shift. In 1980, she became an active member of a startup church, so not a big church, a startup church called the Life Christian Center, a charismatic church in Fenton, Missouri. They asked her to start a women's Bible study, and it was as if God put his stamp of approval on it right out of the gate. At the first Thursday morning meeting. Now, I want you to process this. We're not talking about an evening meeting. We're talking about a Thursday morning meeting. 115 people showed up. Soon after, she was appointed as the church's associate pastor, and attendance grew to 500 people per week. From there, she earned a 15-minute radio slot once a week. And after five years in 1985, Following the Lord's direction to take the ministry north, south, east, and west, she formed her own organization, then going by the name Life in the Word, and began holding meetings, and get this, North St. Louis, South St. Louis, East St. Louis, and West St. Louis. 
Until God would reveal what the future would look like, she did what she could with what she had. Eventually, her husband, Dave Meyer, persuaded her to expand her network from radio to television as well. And what started out as a small television ministry under a new name, Enjoying Everyday Life in 1993, has become a ministry giant, employing more than 1,000 people and with satellite offices across 12 locations. God is good all the time. You know it. And all the time, God is good. Not only that, but Joyce's passion for helping hurting people became the foundation for Hand of Hope, which provides worldwide humanitarian outreaches like feeding programs and medical care. And through Project GRL, the organization gives women who are marginalized by society or their circumstances an opportunity to become all God created them to be through various initiatives that guide them through restoration in Christ-like love. But do you know what Joyce Meyer has done consistently since 1984? She's published books. Publishing books is the best way to build authority, become the go-to expert in your field, and it's one of the fastest ways to grow ministries and get clients consistently. Joyce's books have been translated into 155 languages and more than 37 million copies have been distributed free of charge around the world. And her books are popular and millions are sold worldwide each year. But can I take you back to 1999, 2000-ish when I discovered Joyce Meyer and her books? Well, for me, it all started with getting hooked on her television show. I listened every day while I was getting prepped for the day ahead. And her candid communication style really resonated with me. And her famous St. Louis accent kept drawing me back in, even when my mind wanted to drift away. After listening to her show for over a year, I decided to order a ministry audio series for a donation of any amount. And do you know what happened then? Well, I started getting letters from Joyce. Every month, I got a letter from her. And it was always some really fresh content focused on her three big areas, mind, mood, and mouth, and having a good attitude, right? And so it reinforced what I heard on her show. And that letter always highlighted opportunities to partner with the ministry through giving. And after getting so much value from those monthly letters, her television show, and purchasing books like Battlefield of the Mind, I decided to take the next step and become a ministry partner. Like clockwork, the money came out of my account every month. And do you know what? I didn't begrudge it one bit. As a matter of fact, it made me feel good that I was doing something outside of my normal ties and offerings to make an impact on people around the world. And because I had been so ingrained in her teachings and understood her belief system and philosophies, I wanted to be a part of helping her mission move forward. Do I agree with everything she says or does? No, but who does? (laughs) We don't have to share all of the same ideologies to partner. There just needs to be enough common ground and a belief that the person genuinely cares about making the world a better place. So let's unpack some takeaways. 
first, I can't let the episode go by without highlighting that we see the same thing with Joyce as we did with Bishop T.D. Jakes. There is process before promise. I need you to get that. There is process before promise. God isn't just concerned with what we can do, but how we will do it. In other words, what is the state of your heart? What's your motivation for doing what you're doing? Because I'm here to tell you, success doesn't always feel successful. I remember hearing an interview with Joyce Meyer one time where the host seemed to be implying that she kind of came out of nowhere. And he said, where were you before all of this? And her response was classic Joyce, one that I'll probably never forget. She said, simply, nowhere that you'd want to be. Family, are you willing to spend time in obscurity while God is developing your character and assembling the right people and resources to bring about the success that you see in your mind? Are you truly sold out on the mission or are you only willing to do it if it's comfortable or convenient? Next, if you want your ministry or business to grow, it starts with building a loyal following. That is true, whether we're talking about a nonprofit organization like Joyce's or a for-profit organization. All organizations run on money. Make no mistake about it. And there's only one way that people part with their money voluntarily. Money is a value exchange. What are you doing to create value so that people will want to give you their money. I want you to picture an exchange. An exchange means that I'm giving you something and I'm also getting something. And the thing that I'm giving you my money for has to be of value to me for me to even consider giving you my money. And if you're already seeing great sales in your business, I know that you want to take it to that next level. So the question is, how can you create more value? That's important because the amount of value that you create is a seed. And if that seed is small or inconsistent, your harvest will be small and inconsistent. Pause and think about that. It's all about consistently adding value to your audience's lives. Only then will they be interested in what you have to say and what you have to offer. That's what Mama Joyce did. I got to listen to her TV show day after day, and I didn't pay a cent, but trust me, her time slot is not free. But she knew that if she got in front of more people and continually planted good seeds, it would come back to the ministry. And she was very intentional about the type of content that she puts out there, content that attracts a certain audience. In other words, she is creating what she knows her audience already wants and needs, things that they value. So think about what your audience needs and how you can help them to accomplish their goals. Once you've identified those needs, start providing solutions that make a difference. When you do that, your followers will increase and those followers will be more likely to stay with you for the long haul, tell other people, what I call messenger multiplication, 
and your business or ministry will not only survive, but thrive and more lives will be positively impacted. One simple way that you can get started is by creating something called a lead magnet. A lead magnet is a marketing term for something of value that you offer to potential customers in exchange for their contact information. Now, in Joyce's instance, the lead magnet was the audio series for a donation of any amount. Now, granted, that was many moons ago. But in my mind, it provided so much value that I was totally willing to hand over my contact information and $10 in order to receive it. These days, lead magnets are mostly electronic. Things like an ebook, a webinar, a case study, or anything else that your audience would find, here's the key, interesting and useful. And it's one of the most effective ways to create sales opportunities from your website and social media traffic. Now, for the person that's thinking, okay, Coach Jim, I hear you, but I've tried to put together lead magnets in the past and no one signs up. If that's you, I get it. Trust me, I get it because I have been there. Here's what I've learned and what I want you to get, all right? If your lead magnet is getting traffic, meaning you have eyeballs on it, all right? If that's not the case, if if there are no eyeballs on it, that's problem number one to solve. But if you already have people looking at your landing page for your lead magnet and they're not taking action, then it's either what you are offering or how you are marketing it. It's really that simple. It's what you are offering or how you are marketing it. But no worries, the Christian Authors Network Facebook community has you covered. We dropped a link in the show notes of this episode to a free training in the community that breaks down what you need to know and what you need to think about when putting together your lead magnet. So grab that link, digest the training, and then apply it, all right? That, nothing is going to change unless you take action based on what you learn in the training, all right? Then join us next week. We'll be back with part three of eight things every Christian author should do. God bless. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write publish and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.